And uh, I, I, I agree. I, I, um, you know, watching the game back, I didn't think that there, I didn't think there was a lack of effort. Didn't think there was a lack of, of toughness or physicality. It's just, it's just hard to to play super physical whenever you have guys that are constantly, you know, reacting late and just trying to get in the right spot. So, and just kind of snowballed from there but yep they've they've got to get some answers and they got to get them quick and put something together and go down and and try and beat that texas team that i don't think texas is great but you know they've got some good skill position players great running back a couple of really good wide receivers um you know so they similar to tcu and kind of their makeup i guess i mean the wide receivers haven't uh, been great for them this year but that was kind of like their skill players that was the thought that that was by far and away yeah. going to be their strength this year. Yeah, and I think it still is. I think they've gotten better on the offensive line. Um, and even defensively, they're they're playing better. They're not great, but I think they've they've shown some uh, some good things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I still think they're they're really average at quarterback and you know, Hudson Card is He's not Adrian Martinez, and he's not Max Duggan, but, you know, he's actually fairly athletic. But I don't think you have to worry about him no, turning so. your lights out like uh, like the last two quarterbacks running the ball are able to do. So yeah. that'll be a nice little benefit. Both him and yours are are kind of the same way in that regard. Um, we spent the last two hours trying to identify what happened on Saturday. I'm not real sure how much success we've had in doing that. But, like, what, what's – and I, I want to start defensively. What's, what's next? Like, how do you regroup? How are they going to go about this week of practice defensively after what we saw on Saturday? What's, I don't what, know. I wish I knew. Is it back to I don't fundamentals? Know is it back to basic – just base defense? I – I'm fascinated to know what's next for these for those guys. Yeah, I don't. They're not doing anything that's that's super crazy or super hard. Um, they they're running the same stuff they they have the the entire time, the entire off season. They, um, yeah, you got to get back to some fundamentals and stuff. But you know, I I feel like the team is fundamentally sound all of the problems i feel like they have technique wise are all a result of not knowing exactly where you're supposed to be supposed to be good enough and you end up being late and out of position and that's whenever you miss tackles that's whenever you don't have any pop behind you whenever you're trying to play a gap is whenever you're just you're you're thinking on the fly instead of Knowing it, communicating it as a as a defense, playing downhill and playing fast. I mean, they're totally on their heels right now as a as a group. So, how much of it would you say is lack of confidence right now? Because it's it's the for the five o'clock crowd, the simple question of what happened the past two weeks. I mean, the the first three weeks we weren't seeing this type of stuff. Like, granted, against lesser opponents, but they were playing decent defense. The simple question, which is a ridiculously tough thing to answer, what, what's happened these past two weeks? Is it just all they just lost their confidence out of the K-State game? Simple as that? I, 
I wish I had an answer for you. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think loss of confidence is one of the things, but like you didn't come into the Kansas State game with a lack of confidence. You're just coming off your best defensive performance. So I I, I don't know I don't know where that one came from. And you know, while it was bad, it's the same thing as is really what I saw in the TCU game is guys not knowing where they're supposed to be and mental mistakes, not not so much physical mistakes. And yeah, we got beat on a couple of plays, and I think it was Jaden Davis got beat by Quentin Johnson on that, that first touchdown. I mean, that was a heck of a catch. He's right there in good tight coverage, makes a really nice play on him. That stuff's going to happen every now and then. But for the most part, most of those yards – I mean, we have, what, five touchdowns of 50 or more yards? I mean, all of those are one guy out of position, and it turns into a a home run. The touchdowns, yeah, there there was four touchdowns of 60-plus yards on Saturday. Four. Okay, four of 60-plus yards, including a 69-yarder, which was not nice. nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's – those are all – just mental bust by one guy. Now, I'm not saying that all the other ten were perfect on that play, but you know, whenever one guy is not playing the right call, then you know a, a good enough team like TCU can turn your lights out and score a touchdown on it. Yeah. So if you haven't watched a lot of Texas this year, you really don't need to go back and watch them at all to have an idea of what they're going to do offensively. They're going to do the exact same stuff you saw Saturday. Well, they're going to turn in hand to B. John Robinson, their best player, no doubt. Um, you're going to see one-on-one deep balls, and you're going to see those tunnel screens to try to get their wide receivers in space. Yep. I mean, that's that's it. That's And really, that's all you've needed to do against this OU offense. Kansas State threw those, those uh, short tunnel screens, OU couldn't get off blocks out on the edge. TCU did the same thing, mixed in with some deep balls down the field. That's that's what Texas will do. Yep. And they're going to feed Bijan Robinson. He had over 20 carries against West Virginia. Um, make things easy on Hudson Card. Um, you know, a lot of stuff there close to the line of scrimmage. But, you know, he had a good, efficient game. He's 21-27, over 300 yards, three touchdowns. It's about all you can ask from, from Hudson Card in that football game. So, yeah, you'll see – You'll see a lot of the same stuff you've seen the last two weeks. So Texas is, what, a seven-point favorite right now as it currently sits? And I'm sure that spread's going to get higher, and I'm sure not really anyone is going to probably pick OU to win this game, which could present an interesting situation, man. I'm going to guess that a lot of OU fans are still going to go to Dallas. I'm sure there's some that have canceled, but – you're not going to see a gaping hole in the OU side of the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. OU will still show out like they always do. If this game gets late, man, and I don't know if it will, but if this game gets late and it's still really close, there's no doubt where all the pressure on is going to go, which sideline it's going to go to, right? Yeah. And you famously said last year that, you know, it's not often. I can't remember exactly what you said. But you basically said the OU crowd helped OU win that game last year, right? Yeah. If it's close late, I think you could see another similar situation to that 
where you see a crowd almost trying to will that team to victory on Saturday? If they're even in a close game late. All the pressure's on one side. OU's crowd's clearly in it. I'm just trying to bring up some potential positives of what Saturday could bring instead of just saying Texas is going to win by 35 points. Well, they're going to need that. And uh, I think think that type of support would go a long way for a football team searching for answers right now. So hopefully that happens down in Dallas. Hopefully it happens the following week at home. And uh, we get that same response the rest of the year. It's still crazy to me that an offense that's so big play oriented has come out so slow for the past three games. I mean, really, normally you see an offense, and I don't know if Levy Scripps plays or not, but normally when you see a fast, high-flying offense, they come out they come out hot and score early on. Now, if some adjustments might be made, they might slow down, but normally those first couple series, they're going, and OU's got to get off. I mean, I, I know it's a key to every game, but you cannot get off to a terrible start on Saturday or the confidence no. is really, really, really going to be low. Yep, I agree. And, I mean, obviously, this team offensively isn't well-equipped to win in a shootout. They're definitely not going to be equipped to win a come-from-behind game on Saturday. No. They've got, they've got to be able to play in front. Yep. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like you. I'm curious to see, see what they do. And, you know, like I said earlier, it wouldn't shock me to see them, like, if, if Dylan Gabriel, in fact, cannot play – if they tried to, you know, do something maybe a little bit more unconventional than what they've done so far and um, try and create a spark, try and find something. What's, what's you know? your best idea of that? Quarterback run game. With who? Whoever their most athletic quarterback is. Yeah, probably Michael Bowen. Yeah, which I, I don't know. I mean, Venable said some good things about him throughout training camp, but I, you know, I just I don't know what exactly that means. I, it, it, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Bevel who they feel like gives them the uh, the the best opportunity, and that's who they roll with. He's their backup, and that's who they play. You know, try and find a, a better way to to build on his strengths. You know, and build a game plan behind behind him, and now that you know that he's going to be your starter, and just go from there. I don't know. If Bevel is the starter, I feel like the fans are going to have a pretty short fuse with that if it doesn't go well. Um, will some general booty chants happen if it doesn't start well? I, I would not be surprised if that happens. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, even though no one in the fan base has ever seen the guy – throw a football uh, in a meaningful football game, it still wouldn't shock me if everyone started clamoring for him to come in the game. I would uh, actually bet that that's going to happen. Let's see. Texas will find a way to mess it up. That's on the text line. 918. Oh, my gosh. We're going to get this text about 500 times this week. Put Jaron Canick at Wildcat and let him bulldoze our way to victory. If 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 only it was that simple. If only we were playing a 3A high school football team in the state of Kansas, we would do that. Doesn't matter who plays quarterback for OU, just line up in the shotgun and snap it to the running back. Texas can't stop it. That's true. They couldn't stop it three times last year. That's a very valid point. (laughs) 
And it was never ran again after that, now was it? Interesting. Right. I'm sure USC has run it a couple times this year, though. Which, God, that makes this all the more difficult and all the more frustrating is seeing those nerds out there rack up a 5-0 and start. Uh, well, yeah. They, I mean, they're just um, – they're just surviving right now. Uh, their defense which, you looked know, pretty poor on s- Saturday, and more of that to come. Well, and this is what I tried to tell you all off season about their win total because of how horrible their schedule is. Yeah, I. It's it's just so incredibly easy that it, it, it's now Washington State is a. Fairly good football team. That's going to be that's going to be a tough. I didn't challenge. factor in Notre Dame being this bad, and I did not obviously factor in this happening to OU. Well, I'll tell did you. Did you watch? Did you watch UCLA on Friday night? Um, I watched a little bit when Washington was still hanging tough, but then I saw it. You know, obviously the next morning and said, "Oh dang, yeah, that was a beatdown." I'm telling you now. UCLA's got some good-looking dudes on that football they team. should. DTR's been playing there for nine years. Man, they got a couple of really good-looking wide receivers. They got a couple of guys on the defensive side that look really good. I mean, they are they are dominant. I mean, that I was I was shocked with what I I saw from them. Yeah, I, I it would not shock me if they beat Utah this week. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they're good, man. Uh, let's see, John Arnold. From what I've seen, this could be the most vanilla game plan ever. It will be Bevel and all run in a blowout by 40. I don't think they're just going to roll over and just take it by 40 with the vanilla game plan ever. Most vanilla game plan ever. I don't. Any D1 corners available in the portal? Uh, Zane says, anyone know how perennial bad teams keep their players motivated to compete? Well... I don't know. I I guess motivation to compete is is maybe that's a thing, but I don't know. I I've obviously my only my only experience was at Oklahoma, but I have a hard time imagining anyone playing at the Division One level that's not motivated to compete. I it's just. You can't really do it. If you don't, if you're not motivated to compete, like everything you do is on film, and you just you'll get totally embarrassed. Like everyone's watching and knows who you are. Like you either duck out quickly and say this ain't for me, or you fight like hell every single week to play the best you absolutely can. Um, and maybe that doesn't happen right, in some cases, but I've never seen anything. I, I, I've never seen anything yeah. like that. We're going to have to answer 100 questions about every single quarterback on the roster this week. That's just kind of how it is. This one says, uh, what about Nick Evers? He's not an option right now. Look, no. No. Here, he may be good someday, but, Teddy, the reality is – they kind of told us what they think about Nick Evers. And maybe they were always going to take a portal quarterback, but they literally used a scholarship that they probably didn't have on a portal quarterback after spring ball this year. They actually brought in, what, two guys. They right. just they don't feel comfortable in Nick Evers playing right now. 
Yeah. Uh, if they liked Nick Evers, he would have jogged out onto the field Saturday against Texas Christian University. Look, I wasn't all that impressed with Davis Bevel either. I, I wasn't, but I don't – there's just not a situation here where they have a guy sitting on the end of the bench that runs a 4-5-40 four, uh, four, and is a super electric player and got a chance to beat Texas on Saturday. I mean, what you have is what you have. They thought Davis right. Bevel's the second-best quarterback on their team. I believe that that's probably the case. Is he the best matchup in this scenario? Maybe not, but I just don't – Expect them just to throw someone out there, and all of a sudden the offense is going to change. It yep. is what it is, dude, unfortunately. Yep. No, I, I agree. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I, I've liked the Micah Bowens kid every time I've seen him play. I like what he does. I like how he looks. You know, he, he moves well. I think he throws a good ball. But I've only seen a couple of small snapshots of him playing, so don't know. What do you think the mood at Rudy's is going to be like tonight? All good? Down? Depressing? Um, I think it'll be – I think it'll be good. I don't know. I think the people there are going to be very supportive. Like, you know. Like, it tends to be a very supportive Yeah, group. not like go out of their way to be supportive, but, you know, really emphasize the support that they have for the head coach. I'm guessing that's going to be the atmosphere there tonight. Yeah, it, that's that's typically how it is, and I, I would expect it to be no different. I guess it could be. We'll never, I you know, we won't know until we get there. But yeah, I don't know. Probably probably be a good strong atmosphere. Um, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Stay tuned. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you this hour of the rush on a reaction Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, text line asking, well, wait a minute. Do we know for sure that Dylan Gabriel is not playing? No, we don't know for sure. We're just guessing that it's probably not going to be the case on Saturday. Teddy, Jeff Levy was asked about it today, and he said that he doesn't have an update. So the update is that there's no update. Uh, will we, will we yeah. hear a for sure updated all this week or are they going to play this one coy until kickoff um i i i don't know why there's any reason you would say one way or the other if he was going to play or not um yeah i i don't know i i'm operating off the the thought that he won't and like i've said all along i have zero information I, I doubt that anyone up there knows whether or not today if he's going to play. Um, other if other than unless he's been if he's been ruled out already, they would know that. But I don't know. I it one week he looked pretty serious. He acted like he was knocked out out there on the field. But you know, I don't know. Um, I am terrified of third and long again. Unfortunately. I thought I had uh, rid myself of that situation, but uh, third and long's an issue. When I, there was one third and eight um, that early in the game that they had a touchdown on. It's just they don't always do a terrible job of getting to third and long, but they they cannot they can't finish drives defensively. It's pretty frustrating. Oh, you're talking about? I thought you were talking about offense. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, offense wasn't. 
it hasn't been great on third downs either for the most part. But, yeah, TCU was 7-14 on third downs Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have not been good, obviously, getting off the field in any in any situation. So, yeah. In a, a really uh, – another disappointing moment in a long list of disappointing moments on Saturday – is it was really early early in the game, but TCU scores a touchdown to go up thirteen to three, right? But then they get the uh, unsportsmanlike penalty, to which you say, "All right, here's an opportunity, and if you have better special teams, you take advantage of this." And guess what? OU did. They did. They took advantage of that. They returned mm-hmm. it all the way out to the plus thirty nine yard line, and you're and at least I was saying, "All right, big momentum shift right here." They make a mistake, you capitalize, get it back to a three point game. And I think they go four and out after that. And Gabriel yeah. misses on a third and fourth down. It was just like, man, like you, you get some momentum, you finally, and then you don't even score on that. You go four plays and out and don't move the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, plain and simple, Dylan Gabriel was not very good before he got hurt. You know, I seven to sixteen. It's, I don't know what was going on with him. He just. It's like he's lost his confidence too, and he misses uh, he misses Theo Weiss on a wide open play where you know Theo Weiss may be able to make one guy miss and go score a touchdown, and that was one where I think he overthrew Drake Stoops and it's like, it, it you know he he was he just didn't have it for some unknown reason I don't know what it is but I don't know. Text line I ain't worried we don't show nothing until we play Texas. We're we're definitely going to see something we haven't seen so far uh, on Saturday, or at least I think. I love that. That is, that's the text message I needed today. I know. We don't show nothing until Texas. Hey, here's something interesting. Um, Total defense now, after that game against TCU, we are now dead last. Seriously, uh, for defense in the Big Twelve, yeah. Oh no. What about? Actually, I don't. We're getting, I, what about? It nationally? ain't even close. What about nationally? Dead last. Nationally, uh, no. There's going to be someone worse, but <laughs> is there? We're now, yeah. It, it's taken our average back to 423 yards a game. We're giving up. Jeez. Yeah, 668 yards will do that, won't it? 361 yep. of those on the ground. Yep. Yep. And we've got to be we've got to be one of the worst teams on third down offensively. Oh yeah, and defensively. I don't know if you meant defensively, but definitely they're defensively too. Yeah. Well, hey, nowhere to go but up, up huh? Yeah. That's well, right. what never challenged worse, I guess. Right? We found that out so True. far this season. This text says conspiracy theory. I think Oklahoma is trying to lose just enough games so they can end up playing USC this bowl season. Which, oddly enough, Jerry Palm of CBS had his bowl projections out. He today has OU and USC in the Alamo Bowl. I know it may not seem like OU can get to eight wins or nine wins or whatever it's going to take to get to the Alamo Bowl, but there's something. What is that? So that would typically be the third place Big 12 team? I mean, yeah, 
I'm guessing you probably don't think Third an OU or fourth, team. Maybe. I'm guessing you probably don't think an o, a Big 12 team's going to make the college football know. playoff, right? Oklahoma State's pretty daggum salty. Well, well then it it matters if you think they're going to make the playoff or not. If not, it'll probably be like the third team, I would imagine. Right. Well, if they if you don't think a team is going to make it, well, then you the fourth team would go to the Alamo Bowl, right? Well, you would have the if they don't make it, you'd have the Big Twelve winner go to the Sugar Bowl. You yeah. might have a team getting at large New Year's Six bowl berth. I don't I mean the likelihood yeah. of that. That's kind of tough. And then I think the next bowl after that is the Alamo Bowl, so it may be like third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be fun, but I don't even want to play that game I until dude, we start playing better. No way, man. <laughs> so, I mean, surely, even with Davis Bevel, you could move the ball with those against those guys, but offensively, what they're doing, no chance. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. That was the that was the only well, I don't want to say that's the only thing that can make this season worse. You still got half of a season left, but that that'd be a pretty awful ending to it. Yeah. Um they got a they got a tough one. They'll be tested this week against uh Washington State. I guess I didn't see that deal last week with him about at, when he had that bad game and and they still won the they still got lucky beat Oregon State, but um, I guess they wouldn't, didn't make him available to the media after the game, after yeah. he struggled. Yeah, um, something happened Saturday in the Arizona State game right before halftime. I don't know if he was, like, talking smack to the Arizona <laughs> State bench, but did you see that no, Arizona State player the water sprayed face. the water right in his face? Amazing. <laughs> I just saw, like, a, uh, a picture of it on Twitter Did. Did the guy get flagged or anything? I have for it? no idea. I didn't look into it any further than that. I just thought that's amazing. You're my favorite player ever now. Whoever number four is, I think he's number four from Arizona State. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah. Well, a little com- uh, comedic relief is uh, is nice to have. I uh, really wish someone wouldn't have said this, Teddy. Are you going to have to give Tyler a? <laughs> If he if if USC makes the playoff this year, yes, I'll pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. Oregon's looking pretty good now. Utah's looking pretty good. Oregon I, is. God, I haven't paid attention to them in like four weeks. Yeah. I know Oregon's they beat looking, BYU, but okay. Oregon's looking way better. Utah looks good, and dude, I'm telling you, UCLA top twenty team looks. Now. They look salty. They got the the Pac-12's got four top twenty-five teams. USC is number six, and they're probably they're probably the fourth best out of the four teams that are rated. But they're number one. They're number six. UCLA's eighteen, Oregon's twelve, and Utah is eleven. Well, yeah, Oregon's four and one. They lost that that opener to Georgia, and they've looked pretty good since they also have 0 and five Colorado who just fired their coach finally this weekend Carl Durrell which was an mm. odd hire to begin with but they've rid themselves of that situation it's interesting like this new this new uh early signing uh, period in in December everyone's like cutting loose by week five it's very odd yeah we feel yep. like we're gonna want to fire you so we'll just go ahead and do it now in October 
Who do you think wins the Pac-12? I think Utah is still going to win the Pac-12. Who is going to be in the SEC championship? Ah, Bama and Georgia, even if it's Bama's backup quarterback. Yeah. No chance Tennessee can beat Georgia? Uh, No. Well, I've got the really? way the way Georgia's playing right now. Like they're flashing their ring, like they're they're acting like they're flashing rings to teams in warmups, which is a little concerning. Um, yeah, I know Tennessee. Tennessee could beat Georgia for sure. I I still think it's Georgia, Alabama, though. Here's the tough thing about Tennessee: um, four of their next five games are against top twenty-five teams. It's murderers row. They're in LSU, LSU this week, right? Yeah. Yeah, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky, and Georgia. Yikes. And they got UT Martin in there uh, sandwiched in between all of that. But, yeah, we'll see what they're really made of here uh, Here heading down the street. And stretch. obviously Nebraska is going to win the Big Ten West. So, before you ask me that one, Nebraska, Ohio State. Be great, right? Now, here's the problem. They're going to back themselves into having to hire the interim coach. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they want to or not, but that's the situation they're going to put themselves in. Oh, man. All right. uh, Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. Oh, Did you made it know worse. the OU defense played 51 first-half plays? <laughs> no, I did not, but that is not shocking. They had a ton of offensive possessions in the first half, too, and, well, would they have 17 points at half, I think? Didn't do a whole lot with them. Yep. They had a lot yep. of offensive possessions. Was it 10, I think? 10 offensive possessions maybe was the number? In the first half, I don't know, maybe. That's crazy if that's the 10 case. Ten or eleven. It was. It's nuts, man. Yeah, and I guess. Um, um, oh gosh, what am I? I'm drawing a blank on the kid that got hurt real bad, and they had to put him on the stretcher. Oh, Damon Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess he's okay. Discharged from the hospital. Everything's good. That was scary, man. Well, I, I don't know if a lot of people saw that play live. I know I didn't because. They had switched the game over to ESPN News, uh, and yeah. by the time we got it over there at Bandy's, yeah, the, the cart was out, and they were going through that whole process. I, I was trying to keep up with it on the, the game tracker on my phone. I'm like, why why is it? Why has the clock been stopped for so long now? Then right. you flip it over, and that's like, oh, okay. All right. You're right. We had 10 possessions in the first half. Yikes. Punt, field goal, downs, punt, touchdown, punt, touchdown, punt. Punt. Against a defense that's not upper tier in this conference. Yeah, the problem is it was uh, three plays, fumble, four plays, punt, five plays, field goal, four plays, downs, six plays, punt, four plays, touchdown, four plays, punt, seven plays, touchdown, Four-place punt, three-place punt. So you had ten possessions, but you probably only had like 45 snaps or something like that. Yeah. Or less. I don't know. 
Um, there's a lot of drastic takes, as you can imagine. We'll, we'll get to some of them here. Yeah. Do you bring Jeff Lebby down from the booth? It's number one. No. Um, which player in the locker room will step up, call a players-only meeting, and rip some hide off these guys? Uh, I don't know. I I think they're past that. You know, I, they probably already had it, and, you know, I I don't know. Uh, let's see. Should OU go to playing a four-man front defensively? Don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you play three-man front or four-man front, five-man front. What they just whatever they play, they just need everyone on the same page. Is special teams our bright spot right now? Asked someone in the four hundred five. Uh, yeah, I think it probably is at this point. Your field goal kicker's been pretty good, only missed one, and uh, your punter is one of the best players on your team. So, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, we ran 44 plays in the first half in 10 possessions, averaging 4.4 plays a possession. Hmm. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, hey, if we continue to have a great program that plays for championships, we need to be a championship fan base and support this staff, which is already proven to be fantastic. That's Zane in Tulsa. There is, um, I'm not saying that there's a lot. I'm not saying it's the majority. But there's some fans already starting to really question this hire, which is way, way too premature. You can be upset about what's happening right now. I think that that's totally fair, but... I think it's way too early just to come out with the take that, yep, it's a failed experiment. Got to cut bait now. I got that phone call uh, in the postgame show on Saturday. Time to cut bait. Time to move on. Seriously? Yep. It was only one, but I, I got that call. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think, okay, so we're three and two. We've lost two straight. The last one embarrassingly but that's not the only way to grade coach venables coach venables has gotten a lot of things to happen up there with the football program namely they're about to build a multi-million dollar standalone football facility which they needed um donations have poured in you've got a, a top 10 recruiting class i don't know what it's ranked number right now six is where it's at you got a number six recruiting class and i know we got bad news on that end last week but they're getting some good players in um i i personally believe that they've done a really good job as far as the mentality the mindset of this football team um, I know the result is not where everyone wants it to be, but I absolutely 100% believe in this coach and this staff moving forward. Zero question. And I think the the mass majority of the fan base does. It's just a you know a couple people out there ready to jump ship. But who's to say that it won't get better? Is the I mean, this team is allowed? I know it doesn't look good right now. I'm not trying to tell you otherwise, but this team is allowed to rally and figure it out. 
Right. And maybe they will. Maybe by the end of the year we see a much different much different team, and maybe it, they even give you some reasons to be optimistic going into the offseason. I don't know. We're a long ways away from that, but it's it's two losses that, that's happened here. I think it's way too early to say this was a god-awful hire. you got to move on. Well, here's the thing. I actually like this team. Um, now I don't know what the record's going to be, but this team's this team's getting it the hardest. You know, everyone else from this point on kind of knows what they signed up for, right? Uh, this team didn't. They they came here for for the most part a different staff. There's a couple of of the recruits from that last recruiting class that that came with this staff, and there's some guys that transferred in with this staff, but. There's a lot of guys that that were kind of left over, and they're getting this tough transition, and it's not easy. Everything that they do is hard. Everything that they do is way more difficult, way more taxing, asking way more of them than ever before. And, yeah, maybe right now it's the result is not what we want, but in my opinion, in the long run, this is this is what's going to give you the type of team that everyone's been clamoring for. So that's where I am with it. And people can uh, can complain and want people fired and want kids replaced all they want, but I actually like this team. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 